Is that what's <laughs> if you know you know so as you can tell we are back from our hiatus and it's because boo boo brought us here so <laughs> before what? we boo boo your man okay okay your uncle your uncle but before we go into anything i'm your host matilda and it's your host hadiza and you're listening to the african lipso podcast so we're not going to do the intro because this is meant to be a very, very quick episode, a mini-sode, because Boo Boo has dragged us out of our hiatus again. And because we're going to be gone till August, we didn't feel like it made sense to keep quiet in all of these things happening. So we're here to basically keep track of what's been going on with the Twitter ban and also try to educate people that don't understand what's going on especially our non-Nigerian listeners who might not understand why we are shouting and everything and start the conversation about what we can do about it or if there's even anything we can do about it but yeah oh yeah Imama is missing in action right now but because she was busy again this was not planned at all but yeah Uncle Boo Boo just be disturbing people. People will just be resting, trying to go about their day normally. Uncle Boo Boo say, I'm angry, therefore everybody needs to die today. That's literally <laughs> his, that's his energy. That's how he's been moving. Can't lie. Yeah. So, okay. On June 4th, Buhari suspended Twitter from Nigeria indefinitely. Like, my guy just woke up in the morning and said Twitter yeah. was suspended. No protocols, nothing. Just He didn't really wake up in the morning and say... So, Twitter did something to him. He was provoked now. <laughs> yeah, but, but in a, a working country, you wouldn't just wake up from sleep and declare <laughs> that it's suspended. Do you get... It's a dictatorship. Yes, Nigeria is not a working country. It's not. It's not. Um, so what had happened is he had tweeted on June 1st and his tweet basically violated Twitter's policies. He was basically threatening Nigerians, you know, so they took down his tweet. Um, Hadiza, do you want to read the tweet? Mm-hmm. So Uncle Bubu said, many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of lives that occurred during the Biafra war. And then he also said, those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in the language that they understand. For me, this is that's the end. I uh, quote and unquote. That's the end of the quote. <laughs> this is where For Buhari me, stops and Hadiza starts. <laughs> no, this way no, we asked make clear demarcation. <laughs> yeah. Because he said those of us in the fields for 30 months. So just a short background. The Biafra war um happened, I don't know what year, but it's a war that happened in Nigeria's history where um essentially Nigerian government decided to kind of kill Igbos for wanting to separate from Nigeria. That's basically what happened and Buhari that is president now was a leader back then you know or part of the government at that point in time. he was in the army yeah he was in the army there you go so he was so, pretty much an oppressor and here he, he is an again an oppressor still yeah, talking still insensitively people. yes mm-hmm. um and we're not going to delve too much into the Biafran war we promise like and we've been promising this since we literally started this podcast but once we're back with our full episodes we're going to do a full episode on the Biafran war it happened in 1967 and it lasted till 1970 so May 30th was the 54th anniversary of the day that Biafra was declared basically they they didn't want to be a part of Nigeria anymore so they declared their own republic pretty much in conjunction to that there's been a lot of insecurity in the southeast mainly because there's this group it's called IPOB it's the indigenous people of Biafra and they're pretty much people that are still clamoring for secession right they still want to be their own mm-hmm. like people but then yeah. there's this uh, there's this guy in Namdi Kano right 
he's yeah, their, he's the, their leader but then some people say that it's not all Biafran people that agree with what Ndamdi Kanu is doing because at least from my perspective, it looks like he believes in violence. In fact, on May 30th, he actually ordered everyone in the East to do a sit at home. And pretty much mm. if you left your house, they threatened that they would kill you. And it was just this like, I mean, shouldn't we want to do this? Like it shouldn't be a threat to your own people, yeah. to your own Biafran people. It should yeah. be a thing of I choice. Mean, it's like, yeah, like if you want to be the leader of a new nation and that's kind of how you want to start off like just being very violent essentially yeah but again this should not be mistaken for us talking even anything about whether Biafra should be or shouldn't be we're just mm-hmm. laying down what has happened there have been attacks on government institutions like police stations and INEC offices and for context INEC is the independent national electoral commission it's happened in Anambra Ebonyi, Imo, Abia those southeastern states basically Basically. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of loss of property, loss of even lives of people there. Like, I guess, yeah. I'm, again, I'm not going to go too much into like into what it, it is, right? Mm-hmm. But the people doing it haven't actually been identified. But the reason that the government, I guess, and most people are tying it back to IPOB is because Inamdi Kano pretty much said, unless there are discussions about Biafra seceding and there's like a referendum pretty much done. Continue to wreak havoc or like kind of like not even that he literally said the 2023 election is not going to happen right oh like unless there's like a referendum to vote whether Biafra is going to leave or not so I mean INEC is the electoral commission in Nigeria so if the buildings are being burnt down it just made sense it's the um, line that people are drawing pretty much. Yeah, like it, it, it connects. Like you have someone saying certain things and then you see the results of his words essentially. So it makes sense that he would connect it to IPOP, specifically Namdi. Yeah. Now, in, in the Nigerian fashion of things, rather than have dialogue, because again, let's keep in context that Nigeria has never fully addressed what happened in our civil war. Nigeria has never fully acknowledged all the wrongs, all the war crimes that happened during the Biafran war. And we just expect things to just move forward. We haven't addressed anything. We haven't done anything about it. No reparations have been given. The Igbo people are still feeling like they are being disserviced in Nigeria. But Nigeria decides to, Nigeria specifically Buhari and his people, decide to handle this by deploying the armed forces to the east. And they're now killing people under the assumption that they are a part of the eastern security network which is pretty much the ipop soldiers and they're just killing young men under the assumption that they are part of that it's like how is this even the solution to any of this like it's a government that doesn't even want to dialogue with its people and everyone has been saying this especially in the last couple of years that nigeria can never move forward without addressing what happened in biafra and also you have all these like the fulani herdsmen issue boko haram issue that it happens on a daily in nigeria every week and lives are being lost the insecurity situation is increasing and buhari would never ever come out and talk about it but then when this happens he decides to address it in this way where basically genocide happened in the Biafra war 
he he says we will treat them in a language that they understand it just doesn't make any sense it's insensitive it just makes them feel further marginalized and it just stupid so he posted that it went against the twitter rules because twitter specifically talks about how it will not tolerate anything related to genocide i mean it's just the rules like literally read the social media rules before you tweet things or or write things on it right so that's yeah. where we are. So they 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 got angry. There were reports that he was <laughs> he was angry and he wanted to deal with <laughs> Facebook and Twitter cuz oh yeah, Facebook also took it down as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I just feel like they're just repeating like you said they're not you're not learning from history, so they're just repeating the exact same thing that is happening or happened in the past and so on yeah and it's only just going to push namdi i just hope it's not a repeat of history but it feels like it especially with him now shutting down um, nigerians access to twitter and facebook without consultation or oh, just twitter and though i think they they told sorry, him not, not to facebook, do facebook sorry, sorry not facebook <laughs> his, his um, partner said oh i'm still using it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, I feel like i actually in a very weird way i wanted them to shut down facebook too there's much more Nigerians on Facebook than Twitter and I feel like more people would have felt it even though I mean Twitter is already it's already a violation of rights at this point but like I just felt like it would have triggered more of a reaction because I feel like it's getting a reaction but it would have been more felt yeah I but I feel like they had like a personal vendetta to, uh, against Twitter because if you remember and SARS Twitter was like one of the major platforms that helped us pretty much come together and organize so i feel like they they have like more of a personal vendetta they feel like jack has an agenda or something like that but it's so crazy because it was actually nigerians that literally kept tweeting at jack tweeting at like the official twitter account reporting the tweet literally saying like they need to take this down take Take this down down. so it's actually your people that wanted this to be taken down it wasn't it wasn't a thing that twitter just saw and had an agenda they're like yeah i had an agenda Agenda, yeah i think it's interesting because uh, let me play devil's advocate there's no harry there's no anyways Harry's like <laughs> the crazy things i don't get why he's angry because even trump they removed his um they removed his post before like as in worry is not the first there were actually reports of trump saying um he commends nigeria on this that he should have done it when he was in office and i'm like shut up in a walking well walking i put in quotes country like mm. america because the thing is America has not so smart people like Donald Trump, mm. for example, but their institutions mm. are strong. And yeah. that's why a Donald Trump Never does happened. not have the power to just wake power. up one morning and decide yeah. to suspend Twitter. Yeah. It but will never happen. Never. never. Oh my God. Oh my God. The, the streets will, will turn red. Like people will set fire to stuff. Bro, it's it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna work. I yeah. think um Nigerians were afraid of the power of Twitter, right? Because with Twitter being down, quote unquote, um they can now <laughs> they feel like because Twitter was really the only thing that it felt like the only thing that was really like kind of connecting what's happening on ground in Nigeria in real time with like mm-hmm. um the rest of the world and allowing the rest of the world to have a say on what's happening in Nigeria in real time and stuff like that. You know, if it's with other platforms, I feel like news wouldn't spread as quickly so yeah it's just you know this is the this is the first step to control and i feel like because they were able to first step (laughs) oh my god this is not the first step they've already done so much but this is the first major step now because they're literally blocking a do you know what it means to block an app 
for a country to block a whole app or a for whole con- like for context the only other countries that have twitter banned right now are china <laughs> iran yeah. north korea and yeah. turkmenistan and i'm just like how is nigeria joining the ranks of china yeah. and north korea like but even if we're going to talk about laws for example because a lot of people are like this is unconstitutional which it is but like nigeria is technically a dictatorship like like we're in autocratic rule at this point but let's yep. let's just humor our 1999 constitution right now um so in section 39.1 of the constitution of nigeria it says every person shall be entitled to freedom of expression including freedom to opinions and to receive and impart ideas and information without interference we also have article 19 of the universal declaration of human rights which says pretty much the same thing and article 9 of the african charter of human and people's rights which also talks about freedom of press and expression buhari said fuck that buhari said this is my country apparently and um yeah here we are so then people now um i think jack jack's people share who is our uncle down by the way he's adopted we have accepted him um the ceo of twitter yeah so twitter's public policy uh, account mm-hmm. had tweeted that they are deeply concerned about the blocking of twitter in nigeria access mm-hmm. to the free and open internet is an essential human right and they yeah. um, basically said they're trying to restore access for Nigerians. And then they started this hashtag, keep it on. So pretty much a lot of people have been tweeting with the hashtag, keep it on. Keep it similar on, yeah. to like hashtag NSARS. And people downloaded VPNs because I think it was the day after they announced it that they basically Literally. talked mm-hmm. to all the network providers and were able to block it. But then if you get a VPN and there's free VPNs and we're going to on our social media, we're going like to share names. Yeah things that you can use and people are using it although i've heard people reporting that it's one it maybe it takes more data or it kills their battery or something like that but you know what it's like this is one of the things we're doing to try to That's go so around this um for context vpns are virtual private networks and they allow you to create a secure connection to another network over the internet meaning mm-hmm. pretty much you can browse the internet as someone that's not in Nigeria. So people have been doing that. Anyways. Yeah. Hadiza, you were saying... Oh yeah, like now they would use it as an as, like a reason to stop, like especially young people in Nigeria. It's just like an added reason. Like okay, so in Nigeria right now, right, they just stop young people for random stuff like how your hair looks or what kind of car you're driving, or let's say they're just having a bad day, the police, and they're just like, yeah, I'm stopping you today, and we're going to harass you. So I feel like this just adds an extra layer of like invasion of privacy unnecessarily because they're, I feel like they're going to start taking people's phones and going through them and like just doing random stuff like i don't know like it just i feel like the country is just going to be more unsafe not like it was safe to begin with, <laughs> just more so more unsafe for like especially young people and it's crazy because it's young people you want to like protect right because they're the ones that are keeping the country or going to keep the country going and stuff anyways i like to say y'all should start moving out see anybody that is nigerian now if you can honestly jackba because i i know like we want we care about nigeria and i've been thinking about this all through this the, the thing is if nigeria goes into war god forbid because war is nasty and i think that's what none of us are understanding and even shameful more shameful to buhari them because they have lived through a war i guess they were the oppressors so maybe it didn't affect them as much but 
Like honestly, war is disgusting. And even Ojuku, who was the lead- leader of the um, Biafran Republic back then, after the um, war, he said it's not that he's not proud to have led that war, but he feels like it should never happen again. And here we are again, 54 some years later, and we're here again. It just makes no sense. It's like they haven't taught anyone history. They haven't addressed history, etc., etc. But anyways, going back to what's happening now, as of Saturday, June 5th, the Office of Nigeria's Attorney General and Ministry of Justice said that it would arrest and prosecute anyone who tried to get around the block. Pretty much people that are browsing with the VPN and everything that they can now prosecute people, basically like jail them. But this is unconstitutional. Again, let's humor them with the constitution of Nigeria, which obviously is not a thing anymore. <laughs> with section 36.8 states that no person shall be held to be guilty of a criminal offense on account of any act or omission that did not at the time it took place constitute such an offense. And no penalty shall be imposed for any criminal offense heavier than the penalty enforced at the time of the that the offense was committed. So pretty much there's no law in place right now actually stating that we can't use Twitter because he did not go through the right processes, even if he was going to suspend Twitter. So also, according to the Constitution, you cannot criminalize people for a law that does not exist. But again, we're in a dictatorship. Which brings me to say, you guys, I feel like VPNs are nice. And again, we're we're not in Nigeria, so we we can have strong opinions, but ultimately we're not there. So I don't think, I don't even know how to address this. Hadiza, help. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, um, I just feel like it's like an added extra level of stress. Like, there's no reason why people... Okay, so now Nigerians generally struggle to provide basic necessities like light, water good schools now the communication is now being blocked so you have to go the extra mile to get a vpn to feel like you can communicate like the rest of the world you will now be tweeting from germany or something like the thing is that i understand that we're getting vpns and everything and that's why i was going like what i'm about to say is easy to say because i'm out of nigeria but the truth is that the vpn thing is not the solution to this problem because we're dealing with a dictator now right so today it's twitter tomorrow it's something else right okay so you're saying so i'm saying we shouldn't should fight like instead of people like finding ways around it and which is what i feel like is happening even though of, of course people are tweeting keep it on which is like showing them like literally everybody is still tweeting in nigeria so i don't really know what they're saying because they were even trying to and they said they had met with china's cyber regulator to build a nigerian internet firewall and i think like today or, or yesterday they were denying basically that that ever happened and so i was like is it because you can't afford this because yeah. i <laughs> i read somewhere that it costs china something say, billion dollars to maintain you know, you that know, thing you know, i was about to say like i was just about to say I don't get it. Nigerian government can't provide basic amenities, but they want to purchase a firewall for the whole country. <laughs> like, nah, like that. There's something wrong if that's the case. But I'm I'm happy to hear that that that's not the case. But literally, people are dying. Like, why is this even a a priority for you? Buhari has 
barely address the press barely like so many things have happened this year in fact like i think was is it the chief of his army or someone that had died in the um helicopter crash or was it a plane crash like an aircraft crash and like a bunch of army officials he still didn't come out to talk about anything each yeah. day the fulani herdsmen are harassing people killing people causing general insecurity people are being kidnapped he hasn't said anything and it's this Twitter ban that he wants to pay attention to. It just feels like it's a child that is running the country and it's very, very upsetting. It's very upsetting and it's sad because my guy is in his like 80s, right? Yo, I haven't actually wanted someone to die as much as... <laughs> I don't know. Finish the sentence for me. I didn't say anything, no. Um, but Which sentence. I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> who, who did you want to die so bad? Who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Don't ask me. Don't ask so me. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. But I want everyone to live. But even and die at that time. Hopefully, their time is. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> he has lived a long full life who is he i don't know why you're asking me <laughs> but it's it's more so annoying is that i think they started making this an apc versus pdp thing because i think there was like a national assembly sittings session whatever and i think one of the pdp candidates had talked about this whole twitter ban thing and like the head of the house the speaker of the house basically like shut him off or something like that and then they did like a walkout and while i was like i know at the end of the day this is kind of what we are gunning for as well i just feel that if the ruler here was a PDP member, if Buhari was PDP, the PDP members will be doing the exact same thing. Do you get what I mean? Like PDP and APC are the same. Maybe not exactly the same. Because, I don't know. Because in Good Luck Jonathan's time, at least they were they were still in, but they were still um, following the constitution to mm-hmm. our knowledge, to the best of their abilities. <laughs> but... What I'm saying pretty much is I hope no one is taking out of this that PDP is the better party because come 2023, if there is an election, if Nigeria still exists, if Buhari has not completely gotten rid of the constitution, we shouldn't now say PDP is the way forward because they will come with their own wahala. So I don't know. Again, I'm not in Nigeria, but I'm a Nigerian. And the truth is we're here in Canada, but Canada isn't really mine. Yeah. I still want in Nigeria to go back to. I still want a country to go back to. And if this country doesn't exist, like it's kind of like and I'm not I'm not trying to say like it's kind of like I think it's a bad comparison because again I don't fully understand, but it's a lot of Palestinians saying that they can't even go back to their own country. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it will be very sad to see such a preventable thing happen and like us going to war because I feel like we need to take it a little bit more serious than we are but i i commend people that are still speaking up um they're even talking about june 12th um june 12th protests oh yeah just to follow follow the hashtag and bring it out in the streets yeah june 12th also is democracy day the day that we celebrate yeah. democracy which is we're not really in anymore but um i i listened to this podcast where um the guy was also saying no one should go out because these people just Why? want to see blood. Bec- I mean, who is these people? 
I'm not, oh, you mean the Nigerian government? We saw what happened October last year. So he said no one should go out to protest so no one dies, I, essentially, right? I think that's what he was saying because I'm kind of torn because I I want to see a protest happen. Like, we can't just sit down and take this because it's so funny. I, I find it funny that during NSARS, we were yabbing our parents' generation because we're like, no, we're the generation here to, <laughs> to make a change. But remember, their generation has also been through many October 20th. Like, they've seen people killed by the government. They've lived through the um, military rule. So now that us too, we've also seen stuff like that, we're also getting fatigued, like fatigued about fighting back and stuff like that. So I, I don't even know. I'm torn in between because I don't want to see anyone die. But then I also feel like if we sit back down... You're just going to do more and more and more. Those people died in vain. Yeah. Do you get... Like, I just I just feel like... Yeah. I also listened to another pod- podcast where the girl wa- was talking about hope and how we still need to keep hope. Because if there's no hope, like, there's actually no... Like, there's nothing that we can do. I don't know. It's weird because I wonder if the protests because honestly what was really helping nigeria is the international eye to stuff but they don't care anymore and you can't pretty much because many countries have to wonder you okay do protests really help things in nigeria that's my question because okay okay Mm. with with nsars the international audience i feel is what really like it's not like i don't it's not like things really changed per se but you know like there was this like you know the nigerian government felt like they were being watched and that is like you know a good thing because it's like you are being watched so you do the right thing that's the logic i guess but like if if the international body doesn't care anymore and the the point of blocking twitter is to to block international interference um Mm. so like i'm wondering how will protests really change things in nigeria for nigerians like change the government's view i don't know i don't know i really don't know in fact those i saw a tweet someone said that i know we think of protests like going out on the streets and stuff like that but that's not the only way you can protest protest. you can put up banners and billboards and stuff overnight we can do sitting stay at homes we can do mass walkouts on a working day we can put on mock funerals basically where like the country wakes up to a ton of coffins on like major roads we can do teachings with like community like awareness ways to protest mass think, paintings think, done overnight mm-hmm, commercial boycotts mm-hmm, social boycotts mm-hmm, newspaper journals mm-hmm, radio takeovers etc mm-hmm, just stuff like that like there's obviously yeah. other ways that we can do things can but protest. i think the protest where people come out and like you know chant stuff is it's one of the ways too so it's like Mm-hmm. so i think we as nigerians need to discuss like other ways to protest because i feel like the way we've protested so far is actually creating more harm for us than it is good i mean without international interference let's say international people don't care anymore but right? you know what's funny in a way international people have never actually cared like they obviously want to look like they care like for example the un is just <laughs> is a joke like you, yeah, you get but and we've I seen feel, it multiple feel, times but then what i think it does is it demands a response from the government right the government now has to respond to an international body whereas if it's like just happening within nigeria they're like well i mean 
we can choose to ignore this we can choose to send our troops to these people like do you get like there's no accountability like as in it's kind of like locking a child up with an abusive parent versus like having the neighbors like peeking from time to time I don't know how to explain it. I mean, like, I, I guess that's why people are still hashtagging, like, keep it on. Like, we still need to make sure that at least we have free- freedom to communicate, to get this information out to the public and stuff like that. But to say that anyone has, like, the right answers, I don't know. I don't think so. I think we just have to keep trying different things until it works. But, like, obviously, like, yes we also need to look into other ways of protesting i agree with you but then the question is how do you get everybody on the same page you know mm-hmm. I, I guess it's it's it, this should be a twitter discussion other ways to protest in nigeria yeah. yeah but also um another reason that we put this out is to basically say that we're asking because there haven't been any protests june 12 protests planned in canada reach out to us if there's any interest like if you're in ottawa or anywhere else and like you are looking to protest in any way like to just stand in solidarity of people in nigeria because again uh, for me anyways nigeria is still my country my passport is still green i still care about the place um it's feeling mad hopeless right now but i feel like i just want to do something rather than nothing Mm -hmm. um so yeah let us know also at the end of this month I think it's June 28th. INEC is opening registrations for your PVC. Please, please. If there's an election happening in Jesus' name, amen. We need all hands on deck to, to do something to just be the change we need to see. We can't tell you how to vote. We don't even really know who, who the correct candidate is right now. But it's so important that you get your voter's card. So, yeah, keep an eye out. INEC has said, anyways, that they're opening it at the end of the month. So, please register if you're out of the country they haven't said anything yet about that but if you're going home in the next two years or something you can also get it while you're back just just try we can just try and don't lose hope that's that's all (laughs) that's all don't lose hope i i i think we've all said nigeria is a failed state yes but then i i don't want to see us go further into the spoils failure failure (laughs) into war war is what i fear the most for nigeria but yeah yeah that's it from us this week i just anything i just want to say nigerians in nigeria try and stay safe yes as much as you can i hear besides the um of course the twitter ban and stuff i hear there are also a lot of other things are happening in nigeria so just try and stay as safe as you can yeah that's all i can say yeah stay safe guys we'll be back again if nigeria moves crazy again (laughs) or you'll see us in august (laughs) but yeah bye everyone bye